It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Following a couple of slow COVID years, Sitka businesses got a long-awaited boost this summer. While the surge in cruise tourism revived some traditional enterprises, it also inspired new businesses, from food carts to sustainable snorkeling. One Sitkin's entrepreneurial spirit took her in a curious direction, however, managing a distinctively offbeat vending machine. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. It's the last big cruise ship day of the season, and I'm out at the Sitka Sound Cruise Terminal. There are around 4,000 people in town today. I'd hoped to get out here earlier in the summer when it was a little busier. Today the terminal feels empty, though every 10 minutes or so a wave of tourists shuffle through, backpacks and umbrellas in tow. There are several businesses out here that cater to tourists. Baranoff Jewelers and the Sitka Fur Gallery being two of them. And they're not too busy today. Staff are standing around and chatting. There's a coffee shop here, a brewery too. But I gravitate toward a vending machine in the corner that drew me here in the first place. Use chip reader. How do I do that? Uh. Please select a product. It's called the Curious Fisherman, and it's not full of the usual sort of candy and junk food, but things you wouldn't expect. Its owner is Tamara Kyle. I was born in Sitka, Alaska, moved between here in Port Townsend, Washington, and landed back here. I've been a commercial fisherman for a lot of my life. Uh, My husband and I own the fishing vessel Nona S. You sometimes see us selling fish off the dock. We market a little bit. For the last 14 years, Kyle has been fishing, parenting, and running a small jewelry business. She doesn't really slow down. Last year, she opened a mobile sauna that she rents out in the winter months. And for the summer, now, there's the curious fisherman. I feel like there's a lot of random ideas that I toy with in my head, and I couldn't tell you exactly when the vending machine idea first came to mind, but it's been something I've talked about being a fisherman when I'm away from town a lot. It's something that you could passively have placed and working. Then in January, one fell into her lap. Someone put a used vending machine on Facebook for sale and the little light in my head went off and was just like, oh, look, it's time. We need to jump on this opportunity and try it out. But what to sell was the question. She threw around a lot of ideas, a healthy food vending machine, maybe. But those are really hard to maintain. Maybe a vending machine for the bar scene full of gag gifts and games or maybe something catering to tourists, considering the record-breaking potential cruise season. She cast the idea to the cruise terminal this spring, and they more than nibbled. They bit. So her machine has been posted up there since late May. There's um, squishy slugs, like little banana slugs that are just like slimy, or mustaches. Mini tarot readings and mini oracles, those have been popular. These, oh, I've created what I call a message in a bottle kit. So it comes like this in a little plastic with a little piece of a nautical chart so someone can take this out and either fill it up with goodies that they find or put a little note in it and cast it into the sea. But while Kyle's wares are tailored to the cruise passengers, her products are mostly local. Her vending machine features over 10 Sitka makers, from locally made jewelry to household products, even smoked salmon. The items range anywhere from $1 to $60. She says creative vending businesses are growing in popularity. 
She's part of a Facebook support group for people who own vending machines across the country, and they all carry different inventories from high-end electronics to party games to pregnancy tests. There's definitely new people in our group every week. It does seem like it's one of those things that's catching and there's more things. And maybe it's due to COVID because less contact, but um, maybe not. I mean, I think it's just kind of a fun, fun way to try things and to present things that's maybe a bit almost outdated. Like, I don't know. Like, when was the I can't think of the last time I'd put money in a vending machine that was like a snack vending machine. I'm standing next to the machine, hoping someone takes the bait. A man in a driving cap and a red raincoat walks up, and he looks a little downtrodden. I was looking for something to eat, he tells me a little incredulously, and walks over to the coffee shop to grab a snack. A little later, two women come up and peer through the glass and admire some of the locally made jewelry. But no one buys anything, so since it's a slow day, I decide to become the customer myself. Please select the product. Thank you. Okay, so I grabbed a couple of mystery bags. Let's see what's inside them. In the bag is a smattering of fun stuff, and I don't want to spoil the surprise of its contents. But it does include one of the oracles, and I can see why they're popular. <laughs> it says, I've been granted the card of the elephant, um, which gives me stability. And it says, this month, wisdom will be delivered to you by the unexpected. Seek wisdom wherever you go, and remember that he who does not know one thing knows another. Gives me some lucky numbers, too. That's pretty cool. I don't know if Kyle hit her lucky numbers with this vending machine business or not, but the mystery is alluring, and more than anything, a little curious. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Community members in the small town of Whale Pass on northern Prince of Wales Island are fighting against the state's plan to clear-cut nearly 300 acres of old-growth timber, including some within city limits. They're concerned the clear-cuts could hurt the town's tourism industry and make landslides more likely. KRBD's Regan Miller reports. I didn't work 20 years out of my life to have everything I built destroyed. I find it amazing that you put the economic future of the town and, you know, at risk for 392 acres of crappy timber. That's some of the backlash that staff from the Alaska Division of Forestry received at a recent informational meeting in Whale Pass. 20 of Whale Pass's 100-some residents spoke at the September 26th meeting, with all but two condemning the division's plan to sell almost 300 acres of old-growth timber. The sales boundaries push up against homes and would leave the surrounding hillside clear-cut and barren. Jimmy Greeley lives on that hillside. We're all basically... He looks out his kitchen window and sees orange ribbons marking the edge of the parcel slated to be clear-cut just 100 feet from his property line. He thinks it's too close. The aspect that it's in the town, literally in the Whale Pass boundaries, it's uh, not in the state forest land, but it's still within the Whale Pass boundaries. Greeley says residents worry about what a bare hillside means for their safety. And uh, that concerns us with change of the water water flow coming down the hill, um, land, the potential landslide, um, just uh, the wind coming from the north. The, the trees that are there now have a kind of give us adequate wind blockage. Others who attended the meeting worried about impacts to traffic flow on Whale Pass's main roads or damaging fish habitat. 
Some took issue with the idea of noise pollution so close to their backyards. There's also murmurs of concern about what could happen to Whale Pass's visitor industry without the scenic attraction of the trees. Greeley says that Whale Pass attracts visitors with a do-it-yourself attitude, drawn to staying in a cabin and taking themselves fishing. Basically, it would cut the whole clear, uh, clear cut the hillside and kind of make Whale Pass not look very, very green anymore. Greeley is a member of the homeowners group Friends of Whale Pass. He helped draft a resolution passed by the Whale Pass City Council, officially asking the state forestry officials to push the boundaries of the sale back by about 400 feet. Greeley says the resolution asks the state to take a second look at potential environmental impacts. The Division of Forestry's best interest findings says there shouldn't be substantial harm caused by the sale. So we'd like just to see them put a little bit more due diligence into this instead of just kind of pushing it through. Whale Pass's city clerk says he sent a copy of the resolution to the state's Department of Natural Resources. He also says he's been in touch with representatives from Governor Mike Dunleavy's office. An environmental policy analyst from the Southeast Alaska Conservation Council was one of the people who spoke out against the sale. Katie Rooks says she's not even sure why the state wants this particular timber. She says the trees in the area are known to have a lot of imperfections. They've overlooked the fact that the economic damage to an entire community will uh, reach far higher numbers than any potential benefit of the sale. She told state forestry officials that they're going about the sale wrong, taking too much at once and too close to homes. They're going to kill a town. State authorities downplay the risk of landslides following the clear cut. State forestry officials say bedrock in areas above Whale Pass is relatively close to the surface, and that makes landslides unlikely. And the state's best interest finding says that helicopter logging, which could preserve some of the scenic views above Whale Pass, would be expensive and impractical. Viking Lumber, Southeast Alaska's last remaining mid-sized sawmill, is expected to bid on the sale. The company and the Alaska Forest Association submitted comments supporting the Whale Pass sale this spring. They say it'll be good for the island's economy. Southeast Alaska area forester Greg Staunton says the value comes from the mix of wood. Red cedar, yellow cedar, western hemlock, and Sitka spruce are all part of the deal. Um, it is merchantable volume, and it, from our analysis, is would be economical to harvest in our present climate, and part of that has to do with species mix that is on the site. So um, the defect in the stand um, is notable, but it's not abnormal for an old growth stand. Staunton says his department is aware of the strong opposition to the sale and welcomes more public input. He says there's no bad blood between the State Division of Forestry and Whale Pass residents. You know, if we, if people want to talk to us, we're available and we make an effort to do so. The division is taking public comments on the plan through mid-October. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. Mm-hmm.